Welcome to episode 3 of the Jay Corton Show. I am your host, Jay Corton. And today we're going to be talking about um, a topic that kind of um, hits kind of close to home uh, for me. Um, today we're going to be talking about my faith, um, my, uh, my Christianity, and also my plans for the future. So, um, yeah. Um, as you guys could hear by the, um, the opening song was Matt Mayer's All the People Said Amen. You know, um, that's kind of uh, an important song, especially now that we're separated from our churches and stuff, you know. That even though we're separated, we still are united united as Christians. And um, we are all still God's children. Um, so yeah, diving in here. Um, I, um, I have been a Christian since I can remember. Um, I don't think there's been a year of my life where I did not go to church. Um, and I, growing up in a church and growing up a Christian, you know, you, you, before you, like, really understand what's going on, you're kind of just there, because you know, or at least think you have to be there. Your parents tell you you have to be there, so you're like, okay, well, this is mandatory for everybody, everybody does this, right? And that's especially how I felt when I was a little kid, because I remember one time my babysitter was over at my house, babysitting me, um, before my sister was even around, before she was even born, and I remember... Um, I, I love, uh, it was coming up in vacation Bible school, VBS time, and, um, I, I, I looked at him, and I said, does your church do VBS? And he's like, well, we don't really go to church that much, and, cause at that point, kind of, to prove my point, at that point, especially, this is just me, I'm sure some, uh, a lot of other people did it, um, but at that point, I thought everybody went to church, I thought it was a mandatory thing for everybody, um, and, uh, you know, that's kind of how I lived, but, um, a true inspiration to me in my faith was my grandfather, um, my mom's dad, he, um, was a pastor, he's retired now, but he was a pastor, and I, I used to go to VBS at his church, because, um, in Pennsylvania, um, he, um, because I would, they would always invite me down there, I went to VBS every year that I could, I went, I even went before I was even, like, technically eligible, age-wise, and then I went up until uh, I aged out, and then I helped out the next couple of years until they retired, so there was not a year of my life where I was eligible to do something with VBS that I didn't do VBS at their church, um, and that's kind of what, what my faith was built upon. That church was awesome, and that church is going to be a big part of this faith story that, um, that I have, but up until I was about 10 years old, I really understood nothing about why I went to church. I would visit my grandparents' church about once or twice, maybe three times in a year. A lot of the time, more than that. Um, uh, we tried to get down there as much as we could when they lived there. They actually moved up here to Rochester um, after they retired um, to be closer to me and my cousins who uh, also live here. Um, my family and their family. Um, but um, when I was 10, I was at their house, and my grandfather, um, t- uh, had told me that they were having a communion at night, and I was like, that he was like, there's, you eat bread, and you drink grape juice, I was like, that sounds good, man, I was just a 10-year-old kid, I was like, this is, that sounds great, and, um, and I was like, mom, I want to go to communion, and, or mom, dad, I want to go to communion, and they were like, no, you can't, I'm like, why? And they're like, because you haven't accepted Jesus in your heart. And 
you know, a lot of people think when I tell the story that I chose to accept God into my heart to second go to that communion, which is one point zero 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 one percent true. You know, I actually sat and thought about it a lot, and I talked to my grandfather about it, and I decided that it was time for me to accept the Lord in my heart when I was ten years old, in his parsonage in Pennsylvania, literally twenty thirty feet away from their church. Um, and that's why that church will always have a special place in my heart. It was, I accepted the Lord, literally, 20 feet away from it. I went to my first communion in that sanctuary. And I have so many fond memories of EBS there. Um, I've talked about this in one of my other pod, uh, another podcasts that I used to run with my cousin called Rise Gaming Team. Check that out on Spotify. Um, you can, we had a bunch of VBS stories that we told there, kind of describing how that worked. I'm not really going to go into it now. Um, and then when I was 11 years old, I was at my grandfather's church again. Told you it would be a, this church would be a big part of my, to this episode, um, of this story. Um, and I was sitting in this, the way it worked is Sunday school was before the service, so even kids went to the service because a lot of a lot of uh, churches, including my home church, like at the moment, um, has have Sunday school during uh, the the service. But at their church, you went if you wanted to go to Sunday school, you came to the church early, you went to Sunday school, and then you went up to the uh, sanctuary for the service. And so um, I was sitting in the service. Um, I was watching my grandfather preach, and um, I still to this day believe that this was God talking to me. For for some reason, I knew that I, that's what he was doing, and that's what I wanted to be doing when I grew up. I'm 17 now, and as of right now, and I don't think that's going to change, I am going to, into ministry in college, um, which um, is crazy to think about. You know, since I was 11, anybody's ever, anybody who's ever asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, since I was 11 years old, I would I said, a pastor. You know, and I didn't, I don't think a lot of people really took it, like, seriously until I decided that I was going to do ministry in college. Um, that's the plan. That's my, my life plan. Like I said, a big, another big part of this episode is me talking about what my plans are for the future. Um, and what kind of life I want to live. Um, but another thing I wanted to talk about in this episode um, is uh, how faith has affected my relationships and how it's affected my presence on social media as well. Um, you know, the Bible tells us to be proud of our faith, to not be afraid to be condemned because we believe in God because we believe in Jesus because we believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins so we should not feel like we are going to be condemned for that and even if we are condemned for that that shouldn't make us ashamed of our faith I've I've always lived by that from the first time I read that you know I knew I knew that I'd wanted to be an outspoken Christian if I ever did social media and then when the opportunity um, presented itself for me to do YouTube um, in March of this year, um, you know, I'd had so many channels before where I hadn't talked about it at all. I had so many YouTube channels, um, doing a video actually on my channel, just like discussing all the channels and like showing clips from them. Um, 
Um, but I knew going into this one, um, uh, it was March 18th, kind of a spontaneous idea. I was texting my cousin Aaron back and forth. I'm like, I want to start a solo channel, but, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to do it. And he's like, you should do it. So I made the channel, and um, I knew right from the start that I wanted to be open about my faith, you know, because there are expectations, there are different standards from your audience, um, uh, in a sense that if you don't tell your audience that you're a Christian, and you are, um, and you act like you are, but you don't really, like, give it away that you are, you know, they might expect a lot, they might expect something from you that you're not going to do because of your faith, you know, um, but, but I feel like, for me, an advantage of being so open about it on my channel has been, I don't, the expectation is for me to be family-friendly, to not push things, um, and, um, to just... I wanted my content to be something that families could sit down and watch together. Now, obviously, with my following currently, I don't think I'm at that point where families are sitting in, in the living room watching my videos. But I hope to be at that point one day. You know, people always ask me, um, you know, you're going to college next year. The YouTube thing's over, right? And I'm like, why would it be? You know, going to college is one of the many, many big adventures of your life. I mean... Um, obviously, it won't be, like, a huge priority, <clears throat> because I have to focus on school big time, and, uh, and getting my degree, and, uh, going into the real world, but it's, it's not gonna be a complete shutdown of the channel, um, yeah, but I wanted to cover my life story, um, from, I guess, now when I'm 17 to now, to when I'm eventually, like, 23, 24, graduating college, you know, um, but, um, yeah, I kind of wanted to include that part, how it's impacted me on social media, and also how, uh, I want to talk about how it's impacted my relationships, um, you know, I am friends with a lot of people, I'm, I go to public school, and I'm friends with a lot of people who are not Christians, um, a lot of my Christian friends, say 95% of my Christian friends are the ones I know from church. There are some Christians at my school that I'm very close with. And, um, but usually, you know, when Pete, when uh, some of my best friends found out I was a Christian, they they were so awesome about it. They're like, that's, that's awesome, man. I mean, even if they don't share their belief, they don't care. You know, because it's not like they were only friends with me because they didn't think I was a Christian. Um, that's, those aren't the kind of people I choose to be around, you know, and I don't, uh, choose to be around people who, you know, just completely bash it openly, you know, obviously there is a place in a Christian's life for them to be close to those people and for them to try and work the word into those people's lives, but that's not something that I've done and I don't know if I ever will, but I, um, it is God's will that that, that, that be done. Um, so that's something that I've always struggled with and wrestled with my faith in my life. You know, like all faith, um, my mind has been kind of rocky at some times. You know, I 
I've I've turned and blamed God a lot. You know, one thing I was just talking about this at youth at virtual youth group on Friday, last Friday, like two days ago. Um, that uh, we we're talking about things that we did in our previous lives before God that we don't want to repeat. And one of those things that one of those topics we brought up were was um blaming God for 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 bad things that happened to you. Because um, a lot of Christians, and I'll admit that this was me for my the, the first couple of year, real years of my Christianity, thought that, think that if you're a Christian, you have a perfect life. Because nothing can go wrong if you have Jesus, Jesus in your life. And there is some truth to that, about how Jesus will protect us and everything, but there's a lot of... Um, a lot of untrue parts of that statement because we can't expect life to be perfect even with God in our lives because Satan is still present um, he's active even though nobody wants him to be he is and he hits us with temptation after temptation after temptation and a lot of times we feel like there's nothing we can do to stop him You know, I felt like that a lot um, when I struggled with an addiction um, for the first about like six months of it. I didn't tell anyone. I just gave in to the temptation Satan was throwing at me. I would try and handle it on my own. I wouldn't turn to God. I would think I can stop this. I wouldn't turn to God. I would say I can stop this. And then Satan would say, no, you can't. And I would be like, I guess I can. Um, you know. And then I went to I went to a camp with my church um, in Pennsylvania um, in a very rural part of Pennsylvania, this huge lodge. They have a giant, like, ho- almost hotel-like building with, like, living room and a kitchen and a dining room on the bottom floor. And then two floors of bedrooms um one guy sleep on one floor go sleep on the other yada 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 um and they have a giant meeting barn where at the bottom floor is where we do our services for and, and then you go up the stairs and it's a game room with carpet ball pool ping pong four square on a table you know chess everything you'd want then they have a giant bonfire pit out in the field they have a pavilion they have swings um you know, they have, there's an escape room, um, it's an awesome camp, and I went there for the first time, um, uh, I've been there twice now, but the first time I was there was the first time I ever told anybody about the addiction, you know, and that was one of the first times I just looked, I just looked, I just fell on my knees, and I looked at God, and I said, I need you to take control over this, you know, I, uh, and I can proudly say now that I am free, of that addiction I am clean and um, I plan on being clean for the rest of my life because that, that's not something I want to fall uh, victim to again um, that was one uh, part uh, one section of my life where my faith was just bashed another section was when I had a family member um attempt suicide 
um, it was a hard time in my life. Before that, I was at one of, I was at the happiest I could have been. My faith was great. And it seemed like right when I got to my high point, I just got cut down. My faith got murdered. And I blamed God. I said, why would you do this to them? Why would you do this to me? Why would you make me watch them go through this? How could you do this to me, God? I remember I would pray, but I would pray just to spite God, just to blame him for what had happened. Not to pray for my family member and for their condition to be stable, but instead I prayed to blame God. Which is the absolute opposite purpose of what, of prayer. The purpose of prayer should be taught to God. To ask him for forgiveness, but instead of asking for forgiveness, I turned it around on him and I blamed him. Why? Because he was the only one to blame. That was how I saw it. That he was the only one that could have let this happen. Not Satan. You know, I didn't see it as Satan in my family member's head. I saw it as God doing this to them on purpose. And what I needed to understand, what we all need to understand when we want to blame God, is that he does not do things like that on purpose. Obviously everything happens for a reason. God has a plan. But when he does do things like that on purpose, it's supposed to be a test of your faith. And you fail it if you turn around and you blame God for it. For the incident. You fail that test. So you can look at it two ways, three ways. You can look at it as God testing your faith and you can pass that test by understanding that you need to use God to get through it instead of blaming him. Or you can see it, another way you can see it is just blame God. And the third way you can see it is that this is Satan's doing. I think number one, number three that I said are true. This is Satan's doing and it is a test of our faith from God. God wouldn't just let Satan do that. He has a purpose for everything he does. His plan is set. And he executes it flawlessly. The only reason things... The only reason this plan gets a wrench on in it is because of things we do to screw up. But yet we able to stay on that path because he keeps us on that path. We could be so far away from him, so far into the darkness, and there'll be light somewhere in our vision. Because God provides that light. That was another point where my faith was destroyed, but I ended up coming out of it stronger in my faith than ever. Because once my family member was okay, I realized that God was protecting them that um, I should not have blamed him. Um, in, in that situation, I prayed for forgiveness and thanked him for keeping them safe and, most importantly, alive. You know. Alright, so that is kind of the end of that segment of the episode where I talk about kind of my own faith 
and um, the kind of story and also how it's affected my relationships and my presence on platforms and stuff. Um, so now I just want to talk about um, my future plans. I'm looking at um, my top two choices right now are Roberts Wesleyan College, um, right here in Rochester, about 25 minute drive, or Moody Bible Institute in, um, in the heart of Chicago, nine hours from here. Now, um, Roberts has been my dream school since I wanted to be a pastor. My aunt teaches there. Um, I've always wanted to go there. I grew up with my aunt taking us there to swim or whatever. And I went, I had a tour schedule for Moody that got canceled. But I had a tour for Roberts that went through the February break that I was able to go to. And visiting Roberts, it felt like that's where I was meant to be. Um... But I have not, obviously I have not made any decisions. I'm a junior. I have not even started my senior year of high school yet. But as for future plans, I plan to be a pastor. Um, and uh, I'm going to be. Um, and no matter what school I choose, I know for a fact that I'm going to stick with it. And that um, eventually my plan is to become a pastor, like I said. So yeah. That is it for this episode of the Jay Corden Show. If you guys did enjoy, be sure to follow the podcast. Be sure to, if you're on Anchor, to favorite it. If you're on Spotify, to follow it. If you're on Apple Music, to follow it. I don't even know how Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, works. Um, huge thank you to Anchor for uh, having this amazing app where I can kind of speak about what I want to speak about and just have them being able to distribute. Um, you should check out Anchor. I have the music, so I can't have my sponsored segment on here. So I guess just Anchor is a free app. You can go to the website. All you have to do is record your podcast. It'll edit it for you if you want it to. Or you can just upload it straight from your recording onto the platform. It'll distribute it to you, uh, for you. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anything. Um, any support our platforms. And uh, yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed. I'll see you guys next time.